0: geriatric physiological changes. The geriatric airway can be difficult to mask ventilate due to possibly being edentulous and the ability to get a good mask seal. And they may have decreased airway tone leading to increased propensity for airway obstructions. They can be difficult to intubate due to increased or decreased decreased neck range of motion and due to cervical spine stiffness and reduced mouth opening secondary to temporal mandibular stiffness. They have decreased protective airway reflexes, making them an at-risk population for aspiration. To summarize, these patients may be difficult to mask ventilate due to facial structure changes. They may have neck stiffness and TMJ stiffness, and they have decreased protective airway reflexes, making them at risk for aspiration. The geriatric respiratory changes uh, are decreased chest wall compliance due to calcification of the thorax, but an increased lung compliance secondary to a decreased lung elasticity. This leads to an increase in dead space, increased VQ mismatch, increased A to A gradient, and ultimately a decrease in PaO2. These patients may or will have premature closure of distal airways, increasing their closing volume and even though they have an increased FRC due to this increased residual volume, the closing capacity will exceed the FRC and fall within the tidal volume. This effect is even more pronounced in the supine position and especially under general anesthesia, making them prone to hypoxia and atelectasis. These patients will require adequate preoxygenation and denitrogenation in order to tolerate uh, their apnea time during airway. Intubation. These patients also have a decreased sensitivity of their chemoreceptors and don't respond as readily to hypoxia, hypercapnia, and hypercarbia and acidosis, making them sensitive to respiratory depression effects of sedatives and opioids. The cardiovascular changes of the geriatric patient. These patients have decreased arterial elasticity, leading to an increased systemic vascular resistance, increased afterload, decreased cardiac output, and an increased blood pressure. With this increased systemic vascular resistance, they're more likely to have left ventricular remodeling, leading to both left ventricular concentric hypertrophy, diastolic dysfunction, and probable left atrial enlargement and pulmonary congestion. This left atrial enlargement makes these patients prone to atrial arrhythmias, such as AFib and A flutter. Additionally, geriatric patients have fibrosis of the cardiac conduction system and a loss of sinoatrial and AV nodal cells, making them prone to sick sinus syndrome and heart block. This is particularly significant because a patient with diastolic dysfunction is dependent on the atrial kick, for 30 to 40% of their left ventricular and diastolic volume. So it's important to assess for arrhythmias and maintain normal sinus rhythm. There is a reduced venous compliance leading to decreased preload, which also contributes to the reduced reduced cardiac output. (coughs) Reduced cardiac output leads to a prolonged circulation time of IV medications. Therefore, it is important to go low and slow when administering IV meds Additionally, the venous system is less able to act as a capacitance reservoir, and therefore, these patients are at risk for hypervolemia and hypovolemia. There is also a reduced sensitivity to baroreceptor uh, responses in the aortic and carotid sinuses, impairing the geriatric's ability to respond to hyper- and hypovolemia with changes in heart rate, intravascular tone, and myocardial contractility. There's calcification of the cardiac endoskeleton, making the geriatric patient at risk for valvulopathies. Therefore, one should assess for stenosis or regurgitant valve disorders on an echocardiogram or via auscultation. The geriatric patient has increased circulation of catecholamines, which downregulates adrenergic receptors. Therefore, geriatric patients may require a higher dose than expected of sympathomimetics to achieve the intended response. Ultimately, they are sympathetically dominant, <clears throat> leading to a lower resting heart rate, decreasing by one beat per year after 50, and a decreased maximal heart rate. The geriatric patient has a reduced brain mass and decreased cerebral blow, blood flow with a maintained autoregulation. Their decreased synthesis and activity of neurotransmitters making the patient very sensitive to sedatives and opioids. They are an at-risk population for post-op delirium and post-op cognitive disorder or dysfunction. So we want to avoid giving these patients deliriogenic medications such as benzodiazepines, antidopaminergic meds, anticholinergics, and medications with active metabolites. They have decreased up to 6% per decade after 40 years old. They will require dose-dependent decreases in IV induction agents due to increased sensitivity. They have decreased CSF, decreased myelination, and calcification of the intravertebral foramina, making them more sensitive to local anesthetics and at a higher risk for cephalide spread. Therefore, they require dose-dependent decrease of local anesthetics. Additionally, neuraxial placement may be technically difficult due to calcified ligaments and may require the use of a cutting needle. Impaired thermoregulation due to alterations in the hypothalamic, hypothalamic temperature regulating center make them prone to hypothermia. Therefore, it is important to actively warm these patients in the OR. Although these patients shiver at a lower temperature threshold when they do shiver, it increases their oxygen consumption up to three to 400% and puts them at risk for myocardial ischemia. Additionally, hypothermia causes prolonged duration of action of medications, prolonged emergence, coagulopathy, and decreased wound healing. The renal changes in the geriatric patient include decreased renal mass, decreased renal blood flow about 10% per decade, and this results in a decrease in GFR. The decrease in GFR leads to decreased creatinine clearance which is the most sensitive indicator of kidney function. But their serum creatinine may not increase much from a younger patient due to a decrease in muscle mass. (laughs) The decreased GFR leads to increased risk of hypervolemia, electrolyte imbalances, and impaired ability to excrete or uh, renally eliminated medications. This is especially important when medications have active metabolites, so you want to avoid or be extremely cautious administering these medications. They also have a decreased uh, RAAS system and ADH response, which leads to an impaired ability to concentrate urine, reabsorb sodium, and excrete potassium. The geriatric patient has an increased gastric pH, which impairs their ability to break down food, potentially prolonging gastric emptying, emptying and increased gastric volume. Decreased liver mass and decreased blood flow, which leads to a decrease in liver enzyme activity, manifesting as a decrease in phase one metabolism, but phase two metabolism is unchanged. Overall, there can be prolonged duration of action with hepatic metabolites. A prolonged duration of action with hepatically metabolized medications. Decreased albumin production, which leads to an increase of free fraction and acidic-bound medications, so that they may require a decreased dose. Decreased concentrations of pseudocholinesterases, uh, which could lead to a prolonged duration of succinylcholine and esmolol, uh, but this is not usually clinically relevant. Endocrine changes: they have decreased insulin production and decreased ability to handle glucose loads. They are prone to hyperglycemia. <laughs> pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. Ultimately, they have a decrease in MAC by 4-6% to every decade after 40. They are more sensitive to IV induction agents due to CNS changes, and they also have a prolonged circulation time, so we need to go low and slow with medication administration. They have a decreased CSF, decreased myelination, and calcification of the intravertebral foramina, making them more sensitive to local anesthetics and at higher risk for cephalad spread. Therefore, they require a dose-dependent decrease of local anesthetics. Additionally, neuraxial placement can be technically difficult, secondary to calcified ligaments and may require the use of a cutting needle. They have increased total body fat and decreased total body water. Therefore, they have an increased volume of distribution for uh, lipophilic medications and prolonged duration of action and decreased volume of distribution for hydrophilic medications.